Selva's going to have a star right next to mine. So watch out, Laszlo Panaflex. <laughs> Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, astrologer to the stars, and writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. This is a companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast where myself and my co-host Manda look at the lesser known, maybe obscure, and perhaps forgotten offerings available on streaming media services. Now, everyone likes being praised for a job well done. From getting a gold star in kindergarten to getting that gold watch for being a long-time valued employee. Doesn't matter if you seek out those honors or have them thrust upon you, positive recognition feels good. And no one, but no one enjoys doling out meaningless accolades like the entertainment industry. There's even an awards season. You've got the Oscars, the Emmys, the Tonys, the Grammys, and Golden Globes, just to name a few. Now, you got to have a healthy ego to be in showbiz, so it's no wonder that there are so many ways for those in the entertainment world to pat themselves on the back. There is one particular honor that, well, coming from Hollywood and being in Hollywood, did not originate from inside the entertainment industry. In fact, it's something you can only find outside. Today, on the Deep Dive Microcast, a brief history of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. For 60 years, the Hollywood Walk of Fame has been trod upon by tourists, locals, and celebrities alike. With over 2,600 stars lining a section of sidewalk along Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles, California, the Walk of Fame is a literal monument to those who have made an impact in the world of entertainment. As I said, though, the idea for the Walk of Fame did not come from within the industry itself. Instead, it was meant as merely a tourist attraction. The original notion of the walk came from the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce and was first proposed way back in 1953 by the chamber's then-president, E.M. Stewart. Now, as anyone who's a fan of the television comedy Parks and Recreation knows, getting almost any kind of local community project off the ground is no easy task. There were many issues to hash out before a single celebrity could be immortalized in pavement. In fact, one of the most important issues was, what would these things even look like? Different styles, colors, materials, and shapes were tossed around for consideration. Ultimately, the iconic look of the walk would be decided on. The sidewalk tiles would be fashioned of a composite material called terrazzo that has chips of other materials like granite and quartz to give it a unique mosaic-like quality. The colors selected would be coral and charcoal. Inset into the terrazzo is a five-pointed star outlined in brass along with the honoree's name. 
There's also a brass emblem in the center of the star that represents that person's place in the entertainment world. There are five categories of honorees and five emblems that represent those fields. Movies, television, recordings, radio, and theater. Ultimately, it took seven years from the original idea to the official groundbreaking in 1960. So, who was the first person to become immortalized in brass and composite materials? Stanley Kramer. Now, no points against you if you don't recognize that name. Kramer was a popular movie producer and director of that era. Most famously, he was the man behind the camera for two wildly different films. The Nazi war crime courtroom drama Judgment at Nuremberg and the madcap star-studded comedy It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. In 1961, just one year after that first star was placed, the Walk of Fame sported an impressive 1,500 names. There wouldn't be another added for almost a decade, though. Why? Well, some newspaper accounts of the time state that the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce spent so much time, energy, and of course money in creating the attraction that there wasn't much enthusiasm left to keep it going. Also, during the late 1960s, Hollywood became home to another type of pop culture phenomenon. Hippies. With its sunny skies, warm weather, and laid-back lifestyles, Southern California became a hippie haven. Along with this unkempt invasion came other things. Drugs, religious cults, flower power, lots of macrame, and did I mention drugs? Now, well, some locals found these bohemian beatniks amusing. The novelty wore off before long. There was a sharp increase in homelessness, Panhandlers roamed Hollywood Boulevard, hassling tourists for change. These are minor annoyances, to be sure. But soon, it wouldn't become more than that. It would become something terrifying. A wandering band of members of a so-called religious cult, with a leader they called Jesus, has had three of its followers arrested in the investigation of the murder of Sharon Tate and six others. Those arrested are two women and one man, and the Los Angeles police said they would ask murder indictments against several others. Five women are being held as material witnesses. So-called Manson family murder showed Americans the dark side of the hippie movement. Images of peace signs and smiley face buttons were replaced by images of violence, rioting, and protests against the unending war in Vietnam. All these elements soured people against a movement that was meant to unify. To the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, it meant a scarcity of tourists and an attraction that was falling into disrepair. So a plan was set into motion. A plan to bring people back to Hollywood Boulevard and back to the Walk of Fame. Simply put, add more stars and add more pomp and circumstance. There had been no unveiling ceremonies up to that point, and no established rules to determine whose names to add in the future. 
The addition of the unveiling ceremony was created to bring people to the Walk of Fame who wanted to see a celebrity in person and feel like they were part of Hollywood history. And the same holds true today. It's time for another installment of It's True! Did you know that there are names on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that aren't even real people? It's true! The famously fictitious Mickey Mouse, Kermit the Frog, Bugs Bunny, and even that big scene-stealing lizard Godzilla are all part of the Walk of Fame. And there are some furry friends there as well. Celebrity canines Lassie and early film star Rin Tin Tin were doggone proud to be added to the roster. It's true. If you go to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce website, walkoffame.com, you can complete a nomination form. You can also check the site to see if your favorite celebrity has a star on the Walk of Fame. Uh, my name is available for nomination, by the way, just saying. Oh, there's one more thing they had to consider. Who's paying for all this? As it turns out, you are. Well, not you personally, but in order for the nomination to be considered, a paltry sum of $50,000 must be ponied up to cover the expenses of the Terrazzo Star and the ceremony. An average of 30 names are voted in every single year. Next year's roster includes famous names like Willem Dafoe, Macaulay Culkin, Salma Hayek, Jason Momoa, Kenan Thompson, and the late Carrie Fisher. Since the revamping of the walk began in the late 1960s, it has remained a popular tourist attraction. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes so you don't miss a single one. And we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in the deep dive microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The deep dive lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Studios.